Hey there, hi there, ho there, friends, and welcome to a very special, I'm going to say bonus episode of the Friends You Can Keep podcast. Yeah. I know in the description for last week I put mini episode, but I'm not, I don't know, I can't imagine this is going to go that long, but I don't want to say a mini episode and then like, oh, it's longer than like 30 minutes. Because longer than 30 minutes to me is more of a bonus episode than yeah. a mini episode. Yeah. Um, well, it's also only on one thing, though. So you could call it mini episode because it's only one topic. Yeah. Well, that's what, that was my thought when yeah. I put mini, but whatever. Um, so we did talk about in last week's uh, part one that, or whenever this goes out, in last episode's part one, I should say, I guess. Because I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to put this up. But that I saw the movie... Um, leave the world behind. Kelly had not. I was very distressed that she would not let me talk about it. That I wouldn't let you spoil it. And then she, that she wouldn't let me talk about it. And then she did that night when we stopped recording, download the book. And within... Kindle has made it next to impossible to download books, by the way. I had to really jump through a lot of hoops to figure out how to buy it. Within how many days did you finish it? Two. Within two days... Well, actually, technically within, like, 36 hours. Because I started it Saturday morning, and I was finished by Sunday evening. So before we get too deep, we will say this. Kelly read the book. I watched the movie. You did not watch the movie because... Because I enjoyed the book. Well, you enjoyed the book, and you said to me that what happens in the book makes me probably not want to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need to go through that again. So this will kind of be a little bit of a comparative breakdown. It's a full-blown full spoiler, though. This is a full spoiler. Oh, it's, don't, yeah, if you haven't seen Leave the World Behind, obviously. Don't see it, read it. Don't listen to this until after the fact. And then, or till you at least do one of them, so because yeah, till you at least if you read the book or watch the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can listen to it whatever the hell you want. I'm not telling you you can't. Yeah, but it's just, but like it's, if you intend on reading or watching this, yeah, dog shit. We're gonna movie, tell you how it ends. Um, then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spoil a lot. Of, we're gonna well, tell you the whole entirety of it, not just how it ends. Well, we're gonna tell you how it doesn't end. I guess. So this will kind of be a comparative breakdown a little bit. Because we're going to go back and forth of like what happens in the book versus what happens in the movie. And then we will obviously along the way give our opinions on said events in the, the think, two separate forms of media. I think it's such a shame for this book that you didn't like the movie as much as you did. Because I really did enjoy the book a lot. And the complaints that you had about the movie about how like it's constantly ramping up to nothing... Yes. It works so well. Well, I said in a to book. you, I said to you, when I found out that it was based on a book, I said immediately, I said that makes total sense because it is the same way of, and not that this is a bad thing, but you watch some movies. August Osage County is the first one that comes to my mind. It is very obvious that that movie is based on a play. Yeah, like those kind of movies, when you're true to its adaptation, and you're true to the source material, or more true to the source material, like. Obviously, you have artistic license, but like when you're more true to it, it does flow differently than what a movie flows. It ends differently than what mm -hmm. you would think a movie would end. This plays like, oh, this was probably a book and the book is probably better. 
because it, it works in that medium, mm-hmm. but not in this medium. Because it is. But I also said before we, I mean, I'm not going to jump ahead and tell you how it ends yet. I'm going to say it's like they talked about on Doug Loves Movies, and it's like we talked about you and I. Where I think why I hated it so much is because of the ending. You can have a horrible movie that has a decent ending and it kind of saves it. But when you have a horrible movie with a horrible ending, the whole movie is horrible. It's just a steaming pile of horse shit. Well, because there's no payoff. No. And but like... You get... The, a bad movie, you can get to the end and it's good and you kind of are like, okay, I don't... I didn't hate it, but I won't ever watch it again. Mm-hmm. You get to yeah. a bad movie with a bad ending and you're like... That was two hours of my life I will never get back. Why the fuck did I waste my time watching this? Like, you're... It kind of makes you mad of, like, this was this was legitimately a waste of my time. Yeah, I could I have mean, been watching tons of other things. And I chose this. And it also, was a waste. The, I feel like the trailer presents... The trailer it, presents an intense movie. And it's not an intense movie. But it also presents a different conflict than what's happening what well i guess i i don't know so what does the movie allude that it is the end of the world so the movie the movie kind of vaguely alludes that almost as if like it's an illuminati kind of thing because mahershala ali's character one of his clients is like a bigger finance guy or some shit i don't know and he joked about he's talking about this conversation they had where they joke about like how he's going to this island with all his like the secret cabal that rules the world or whatever and they both laughed and then when he calls him like the day all this starts happening and has him move large amounts of money around for him like exorbitantly large amounts of money around for him he and he says like oh i'm i'm gonna be gone for a while and he jokes that, like, oh, I thought your cabals were only in the, in the summer or whatever. I don't fucking know what he says. But, and he's like, he didn't laugh. And he always laughs. Even if it's a bad joke, he always laughs. And then he just said to me, take care of yourself. In a tone that sounded like, like he felt bad for me. So the movie allude, but then when they meet Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon's like, "Oh, you really fucking think that this is just some stupid? This is just some cabal that rules the fucking world? I forget what it is." But like, they present that idea, and then it's also the idea. I think it might be even Marshall Ali's character. One of them is like, "Do I believe that there's some secret higher power organization that controls everything?" No, but and it's just it's. So they, it's but they think like, it's. Like natural that like it's there's nothing wrong with the earth. Well, it's there's illusions of there's illusions of like it's a natural thing, but there's also illusions that it's a government conspiracy, like that kind of thing. Do they ever allude that it could be aliens? No. No. Because, like I said, there's the scene where Ethan Hawke is driving away and what looks like it's coming out of the plane is just, like, red gas as if, like, they're poisoning people. Oh, see, none of, yeah. it's pamphlets with Arabic writing on it. And he shows it to them and they're like, oh, it's, it's a terrorist attack. But then when he shows it to Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon's like, oh, my friend out in Montana or wherever the fuck, I don't know where it was. They dropped the same thing where he lived, but it was written in Chinese. 
So then it's this weird thing of like, and then he says something about you just, this is how you take down, this is how you take down societies and you confuse people and you turn them against each other and you make them think it's other countries and you make them think it's an organized like terrorist attack. It's really not. It's it's this whole dumb fucking conspiracy bullshit. That's none of that. That never gets answered. None of that's in the book. But so we'll we'll go back and forth. I guess you can start. So you tell me because it's fresher in your mind than it is in mine. But I know it's it. a it's a family. So like you tell it's me, a, it's a, a mom and a dad, and a teenage son and a young daughter. Yes, and they're going on like a getaway, like essentially like a staycation. It's somewhere that they have been before, yeah. and they make a point to tell you that there's shoddy cell phone service where they are going. To take a pause for a second, I'm sure you can hear the rain the blasting the window behind Kelly. Um, it is raining here when we're recording this. It's also very windy, so I'm hoping it doesn't interfere even, too much just, with the recording. But just don't even allude to anything that for, could be happening. Forgive us um, if it if it ruins your listening experience. But continue. It's also not me peeing. No, it's it's rain. <laughs> There's a window right behind Kelly's head, and the rain is just blasting against it. So they're going to this like Airbnb situation. Yes, correct. They go. They go to the grocery store. There is no I hate people from the wife. That is not uh Why doesn't come until later, as far as I know. She's in the movie. She's a bit As far as I remember. Like uppity. Like she's kind of a stick in the mud kind of a so female, but the way... she does not she never says that she hates people. She never like alludes to that. So the way the movie start well, tell me The way like, the movie starts is the same, very similar. They're going to an Airbnb. They go to the grocery store. She sees Kevin Bacon at the grocery store, and he's the doomsday prepper nope. contractor guy. Nope, that's not in the book. She sees him there. They're in the car. The As they're approaching, she's on the phone with somebody. I forget what the fuck her job is. Um, she works in um, marketing, client relations and marketing. Yes, and she's on the phone with somebody, and her cell phone service has cut out because they're going into the woods and this house, like, out on the water or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck the house is. Her service is cutting out. The daughter's internet cuts out. Nope. And she complains because she is watching... She is binge-watching Friends. Nope. And she got to whatever episode and the internet cut out. And then she's... It, it's already immediately annoying because it is the trope of a child with a tablet. I mean, she's not a child, but, like, a kid with a tablet. The internet goes out. She immediately starts complaining to Julia Roberts... And instead, it like, uh, I'm like, you've already fucking lost me on this character. Like, I'm already over this. Nope. Yeah. That. So in the book, nothing is nothing happens. So it's they go to the house. They go to the grocery store. The next day, they go to the beach. And in the movie, they go to the beach in that oil tanker ship or cruise ship, whatever kind of ship it is. Just like that never happens. Comes up onto the beach. That never happens. They go, to and that the is beach. the beginning. That is the beginning of. So they're all on the beach, and they see the boat like coming towards land, and I forget like what the conversation is, and then they're like, "Oh, what's it'll slow down," and then Ethan Hawke's like, "Right," and like as it gets closer, they all get up, 
and then start running and then it just comes up on the beach yeah that... and the next scene is just conversation like it never happened yeah so see like that <laughs> that just them never at the happens. house like they they just decide like okay we've it would we're, show we're done we're done at the beach because and then they go now same thing there's a starbucks they stop at the starbucks she gets coffee they go home they go back to the house and then, like, everything is normal. Everyone's watching TV, whatever. And then she does see a notification on her phone about a blackout. And then the couple that owns the house shows up. I don't know if she gets the notification or not. But it's it's just a blackout. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she gets that or not in the movie. Now, the couple in the book, it is... It's a an husband old, and wife, older, like an, much older. Yeah, like in their 60s, older black couple still. In the movie, it is Mahershala Ali and his daughter, obviously, if you don't know who that is, younger and black. Um, and immediately begins the so stupid, like, very subtle racism of Julia Roberts' character. They're, Which I get, like, I get it, but it bugged the shit out of me of, like, either just be racist or don't. Like, you're alluding too much to, like, either she's, because it was very much, like, well, I don't know who they are. They don't have ID. They don't have, the, like, and it's a weird, like, so are you being precautious or are you being racist? Like, pick a fucking in, lane and get So me. in the book, it's very, there is a little bit, in the, earlier in the book she does make sort of like an there is an offhanded yeah. racist comment towards a like a asian co-worker or something but then like it's just that and then when they come in the whole scene so they're just sitting there and then all of a sudden like there's a knock on the door yeah and then they go and it's these people and it's very like the people who own the house are very awkward they don't like just come out and say who they are there's this whole like runaround oh see in the movie he does there's this whole like he's they're just trying to like push their way into the house sort of so they're like they're being nice but like they don't just say like I'm so sorry, like, we're the owners of this house. Yeah, in the movie, I feel like there may be, like, a couple of seconds of a bit of a runaround, but it's not long. And then he's just like, well, we're the people who own the home. And then it's this big thing of, like, Julia Roberts is trying to keep them outside and trying to, like, well, we don't know who you are. And Ethan Hawke's like, oh, just come in. Uh Uh-huh. That the husband and the, yeah. Come on in. And then she she doesn't want them to say. They explain that they were going to go to their apartment in the city. But they didn't because it's on the, like, 25th floor and it's a blackout so the elevators don't work. And Herschel Ali has a bad knee. Well, so in this one, do all it's the steps. In, they were at, like, the symphony or yes. something. and Because he's on the board of, like, yes. the and then New York Philharmonic or whatever. They decided to go out there because they couldn't get home because the elevators weren't working and they're elderly. Yes. Well, not elderly, but they're older. So, yeah. like, they were worried about, like, being up there and not being able to, like... Yeah get back down so then i know in the movie he goes to give them cash from a drawer yeah and he fumbles with the keys and and they show you his gun and there's a gun in there that's not in the book he does offer to give them 
their money back. He yeah. does go to a cabinet. Well, offers to give them half. He So in the book, he's, he says, you know, oh, we'll give you a refund, whatever. We'll, we'll give you $1,000, which would be about half of what you paid for the week. Yeah, I think that's what it is in the movie. That might be exactly And he goes in into the cabinet, and then they... He does show them the cash, but there's no gun. And does then he fumble he, with the keys? No. He might. So I think he In makes, the movie, Mahershala Ali has like a fucking janitor's keychain of keys. And I'm like, for what? I, and they make the joke of like, oh, my wife tells me I need to label these things. <laughs> I think and I'm there, like, why do you have so many keys? I think there was. He does make a comment. About, like, oh, I've been meaning to label these or something. Yeah. But there's not, like, a big hoopla about him. It may be, like, a one line of, like, he fumbles with the keys. But yeah. it's not. No, in the movie, it's, it's like. It's not a whole scene. He's got, like, a full. No. Like, when you see a movie with a janitor and it's that big-ass ring full of keys. That's what Hershali's got. And he's trying, like, every single key, and it won't. I'm like, what are we doing here? No, no, yeah, it's not that. And also, my issue in the movie, so I don't recall that I saw the trailer. I just knew, like, everyone was talking about it, and Ethan Hawke was in it, and Julia Roberts was in it, and Marshall Ali was in it. And I'm a big, like, I love zombie movies. I love The Day After Tomorrow, like, these post-apocalyptic movies in this sense. I do like The Hunger Games, but, like, I've had it with the Hunger Games and the Maze Runner and all these. Yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. well into the apocalypse. Yeah. I'm more of like the apocalypse is just happening kind of thing. Um, so I didn't really know what the movie was fully about. And now at this point, so you have the boat thing. But now at this point, when Mahershala Ali's character comes in, now it almost feels like this movie is going to be a very modern horror film of these people get an Airbnb and the owners are there, and now it's like a weird psychological well, I it thriller. Had like a, um, it changes us it, feel too. It does change right away. Of like you go back on track with it yeah. being a weird apocalypse movie, but like the vibe it gave off because there's been all those things about people get Airbnbs and the owner yeah. stays there, mm -hmm. and there's someone in one of the rooms. Like it's all these weird, terrifying stories of people who get airbnb and i'm like is that what this movie is they do make a in the book they do make a comment like so once that they couple, probably do in the movie too but once the couple decides or everybody sort of decides that they'll stay there yeah. there's the in-law suite downstairs like they're gonna stay i think it's the husband that says and like, now oh you do hear about you know like yes airbnbs were the host i stays. do think marjali does make that comment now here's my question when they do the whole, we're going to stay in the in-law suite, in the book, is there any pushback from anybody on that? Or is that just a... Well, there's a lot of pushback from the from the wife at first. Yeah. But eventually... It's the daughter in the movie. Eventually, she... Because the daughter is very much like, why the fuck are we sleeping here? This is our house. Make them fucking sleep down Oh, here. no. No, it, the wife of... Oh, you mean Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts? No, mm -hmm. Mahershala Ali's daughter in no. the movie is like, why are we sleeping down here? They should be sleeping down here. This is our house. The... And it's a weird, like, don't fucking, like, it kind of pissed me off. Because I'm like, this is so dumb of a take. Don't put your fucking house on Airbnb and then show up like, oh, I can't get into my other palatial apartment. So you now have to be put out because I'm an asshole. Like, no. Yeah. It was such a weird take for her to be like, oh, fuck you. And she was very, like, she was almost written as this very typical, like, 
millennial Gen Z, like, I know better than everybody else. Like, it was that kind of character. And I'm like, okay, I don't care for this. I think the wife was annoyed by, like, the wife that owned the house. Yeah. But they didn't. They did There was no, like, fighting about it. And once... Once they've decided to stay and they're there, that whole concept of them being there is like a non-issue. Yeah, it, immediately it doesn't. But it just it just fades because it's not a huge. Yeah. Like it's definitely a turning point in the book. Well, but they it's get not the, a huge conflict. They get the um, blue emergency screens on the TVs, mm-hmm. and then which there again in the movie is very like. They're in the middle of a conversation. All of a sudden, you hear like the loud like, and mm-hmm. it's the daughter, Marshall Ali's daughter, just like turns the TV on in the middle of a conversation. And it's a weird like, why? No, when they, <laughs> like, they it do really, turn them on, but it really plays like, why did you just randomly walk over there and turn the TV on? And it's not until those people get and she almost plays it like she was trying to prove something, and it's like, then why didn't you just say? Like, why didn't you just write the dialogue of, like, oh, turn the news on? Right. Like, see for yourself. Like, something, not just her, like, randomly mid-conversation. Because it, like, interrupts the conversation Mahershala Ali is having with Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts. So then... And the next morning, the girl sees the deer in the yard. I'm pretty sure it's the next morning. Julia Roberts' daughter, the friend's girl, sees the deer Mm -hmm. in the yard. Mm-hmm. And then later on, she tells the brother. Does Ethan Hawke ever leave the house? Yes. I so forget he, when. So he that next morning, Ethan Hawke, in the book, he leaves because he's going to go into the city to see if there's anyone who knows anything. Yes. And he gets lost, and there's that woman speaking Spanish, and he yeah. just leaves her. And that's when they drop the pamphlets in the see, movie. Yeah, in no, the movie. There's none of that. That's when they drop the pamphlets in the movie. He just turns around and comes home. And he tells everyone... Well, is he all freaked out at the woman who speaks Spanish? Yes. Yeah. And then he comes back and he lies to everyone and says he didn't he didn't see anything. Yeah, see, in the movie, I'm pretty sure he immediately, like... There was a plane. They were dropping this out of the plane. No, see? So, like, because he didn't... I mean, they also don't ever talk but about that again on until... his way back, there's a loud noise. And they don't tell you what the, no- the characters oh, in see, the, the book... the noise... They all hear it? Yes. It's well, just, the noise happens quite often in the movie. It's, it happens twice in the book. Maybe it is twice. And then they think that's why the kid's teeth are falling out. Maybe it is only twice. I don't know. It happens at least two or three times in the book, in the movie. I don't remember exactly. But I, I, think, he talk, I think he tells him about the pamphlet, but then it, it doesn't get brought up again until they see Kevin Bacon. Um. So they all, like, know the noise, but they don't know what the noise is. Well, and I forgot and to say, the, the night that Marshall Ali gets there, Roberts and Hawk are in bed, and she says to him, why didn't you bring up the boat? And he's like, what? And she's like, the boat on the beach. Why didn't you bring it up? And he's like, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. Why didn't you bring it up? And then I forget what, I think she was just like, well, I was trying to figure out who these people are. Like, whatever her excuse was. So it is a weird thing of, like, right, and that's the not... boat happens. They don't talk about it. Then they're like, oh, why didn't you talk about it? I think the things that they added to the movie... And I'm pretty sure they don't ever talk about it again. I think the things they added to the movie to make it more, like, thrilling really muddled everything. But then the girl and the boy go out looking for the deer. Yep, and they find the shack and a house. They find the shack. I don't recall the house, but maybe they did. 
But I know they find the shack. They like allude to the fact that someone is living in the shack. They don't ever show that someone is living yeah, in the shack. Right. There's no creeper in the woods. Like there's a lot of elements that made this feel like it was going to be a horror movie and it wasn't. And in the book, those same... And a horror movie in the sense of, like, you came to an Airbnb and someone is killing people. Like, that's right. what it... Because in the, oh, there's someone sleeping in this shack. And the in... Airbnb couple, like, just happened to, oh, there's something going on in the city. We have to come home. Like, it's a it's a lot of weird elements that play into, in like, the... is this a different movie in than what book, it is? In the book, all of that stuff is in there. It just adds, like, a creepy factor. But the yeah. book never goes far enough to make you think that... Yeah those things are real like the they do talk about how yeah the like leaves in the shack were bedded down to the point where it looked like someone could have been laying there but not in a way that tells you like someone has been sleeping in there yeah so then they're looking for the deer the no, the in the book the little girl never tells anyone that she sees the deer in the movie she tells the brother and only the brother oh no maybe she does tell him and he doesn't believe her she only tells the brother um, and then Herschel Ali's daughter and Julie Roberts go out to the pool. That's when they do the whole, like, weird... I think she asks her if she's going to get in the pool. The daughter says, like, no, it's too much work or something like that. I forget what she says. And then Julia Roberts is like, you don't want to get your hair wet? And I'm like, I forget what her quip back to her is. And I'm like, this, is, this whole, like, weird angle of her being racist is so stupid. I think it's... it's just, like... like it didn't make sense. Like, if you're so racist, why are you just sitting next to this black girl in lawn chairs out at the pool? There's other lawn chairs there, but you're sitting right next to each other. Like, if your character is so racist, why are you sitting right next to her? Yeah, and obviously... That you then need to drop in, like, oh, are you worried about your nappy hair? Like, the fuck? Like, what is happening here? And in the book, that doesn't happen, but because it's an older couple. That's like she's not a child in the book. I think the or she's fact not a that teenager. I think the fact that they made it a father daughter who are younger also changes. When they the keep whole... alluding to that the wife was traveling and it's the whole distress of like, did well, she make it? Because then the planes start crashing and then she's oh in oh is she on a plane? Is she this? Is in she the that? book, the older couple is worried because their daughter and her wife live in Massachusetts. Yeah, so they just swapped twins. the daughter but and they're the not, wife. But they don't know. Like, the daughter wasn't traveling or anything. She's just in Massachusetts and they have no way of getting in touch in with this her. Mo- in the movie, she was traveling somewhere for work. But they don't, they can't get a hold of her. Right. So they don't know, does she get on a plane? Is she at right. the airport? Is she alive? In this is she one, dead? they just, they can't get in touch with them because there's no cell service. Well, that's so. what, it, he's trying to send her a text and it just keeps coming up with the X, like, can't send, can't mm-hmm. send, can't send. Um, but there's no, aside from the noise and the deer. Yeah. And the flamingos. And the flamingos and the kid's teeth falling out. Yes. That's the extent of the weird thing. There's no, pl- no planes aren't crashing. There's no. Oh, so you don't get the entire scene of Marshall Ali at the neighbor's house. There's no neighbor. Where it lo- he goes to the neighbor's house. I forget what for. Takes the gun with him. No. They do the whole like they're usually not home, but I'll just go see. Or they're usually not home this time of year, but I'll go check. And it's a, it's very strange. He gets there. So maybe there's that's... shit all over the front yard. The front door is open, but like cracked, and it almost looks as if the house is broken into. And he goes in. There's no one there. He goes through the back door down to the beach, and there's like shit 
everywhere, all over the See, beach. See, in the book, all that over the house backyard. Is, there's no beach. This house is away from the water. So when he gets to the beach, there's a watch like you just see the watch face in the sand he goes to pick it up and there's a whole like forearm with it no i'm thinking oh it's gonna be that old man's body again the way the house looked i'm like oh it's the old man's body someone broke in murdered them and they just threw him down here on the beach it's just a forearm well then as they like it's very m night Shyamalan. like you're only on him then that happens and they kind of pull out and you see there's, like, a wrecked plane on the beach that clearly crashed into the beach. There's body parts everywhere. There's luggage everywhere. Not, like, mm. bloody. It's just, like, a clearly, like, part of a hand sticking out of the sand. Like, it's Ew. you can't really see it. But there's, like, luggage everywhere, plane debris everywhere. And then as he's, like, there, a second plane is now, no. like, coming right at him. He runs back up the hill gets into the house, closes the back door, and just stands on the inside of the back door, and, like, all the windows and shit, like, all the air, you see the plane crash in the background, and all the air just, like, like, through the house. Which I'm guessing, like, that's that's why the house looks the way it does? Because, like, water fucking splashes up in. Yeah, probably. But then I'm like, why was the door open the way it was? Because if that's what happened, your fucking door wouldn't be cracked as if someone, like, broke in and then closed the door. Like, I doubt that's what your door would look like if a plane crashed well, maybe, in your fucking backyard. Maybe it blew open and then, like, closed on its own. But that's after... Is that after they go see Kevin Bacon? No, it can't be. Because did the kid's teeth fall out? Yes, but I don't remember if that's right before or right after that happened. Did they take the kid to see Kevin Bacon? They take the kid to see Kevin Bacon... Is there a point to go? So, I wait don't, a minute, wait Well, a the minute. daughter, so no. He goes to the house. I don't remember what he's going to that house for. But the daughter runs away. The daughter is missing. She doesn't run away. She's missing. The Julia Roberts' daughter? Julia Roberts' daughter is missing. So now they all leave to go find the daughter. Mm-hmm. Mahershal Ali and Ethan Hawke take the son to Kevin Bacon. Because he'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. They get to Kevin Bacon's house. Kevin Bacon is basically like, fuck off. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want. This is a different world now. It's a different time. We're mm-hmm. not friends. Like, whatever. Um, Then Mahershala Ali pulls a gun on Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon walks out of his house with a gun. There's no guns in the book at all. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. So he, like, they knock on the so door. Of course, this movie's already, like, wh- what they knock on. They knock on the door. Kevin Bacon opens the door says go back and stand next to your car they take about three steps back and then they start talking to each other and i'm like you're fucking nowhere near your vehicle number one so if kevin bacon had any conviction he would have made you keep backing the fuck up or whatever um so they go back and forth of oh it's a different time now man and the the, the, the end of the world and corporations and the whatever weird conspiracy bullshit kevin bacon's talking about and then when they finally get to the end of it all, basically like, fuck off, leave, don't come back here. Mahershala Ali pulls a gun on Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon now has the gun that he already had, like, pointed at Mahershala Ali. Ethan Hawke gets between the two of them. And that's when Ethan Hawke's like, my son is sick and my daughter is missing and I don't know what's happening and we just need help. We need medicine for my son. And, like, it's this very, like... 
Yeah, that's sort it's this of... very emblazoned plea of like just help us. It does. I'm not is... asking you for money. And like they yeah. offer to pay him, and he's like, oh well. Who's to say that money's going to have any bearing in the new world? And then he takes the money anyway. I'm like, what the fuck is this? You're so stupid. Yeah, so there is... There and that's is... when he offers up the whole, like, can I offer you a piece of information? And that's when they do the whole, like, you got to read past the front uh-huh. page. And that's when he says it's the Chinese, I think. That's when he says it's the Chinese. It's the Russians in the book. I'm pretty sure it's the Chinese in the movie. He shows him his pamphlet in Arabic, and he's like, oh, it's funny, you know, my friend had these dropped and it was in Chinese, or Mandarin, or whatever. Because obviously, if you're a conspiracy theorist of the gun, and you're white, you have to also be racist as shit. Um, but then that, like, is the end of that. Kevin Bacon is in ten minutes of this movie. I can't imagine what paycheck he got to be in two scenes. <laughs> And one scene is him just loading water in the back of a truck, and you don't see him again for two hours. <laughs> it got to the point where I wondered, like, was that Kevin Bacon? Because you have not seen him yeah. again. <laughs> like, yeah, is he going to be in this movie again? You can see him in the trailer, because I remember that. But there again, why is he in the trailer? For the amount of movie that he's in? For the draw. Yeah, for because it's Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. So then they go back to the house... The kid now has medicine. Oh. Well, Kevin Bacon, I don't know what medicine he gives him, but Kevin Bacon gives oh, him medicine. Okay. Um, the daughter and Julia Roberts, Marshali's daughter and Julia Roberts, are in the woods. They find the shack. Julia Roberts comes out of the shack. She's over here somewhere in the woods. Marshali's daughter comes out and all the deer are there. No. And just, like, it's now a staring contest between the front deer and her. And Julia Roberts sees this, and it's kind of like she's watching what's happening. The deer, like, creeps slowly, like, closer and closer to her. And then Julia Roberts, like, runs in between the two of them and just starts, like, screaming and waving her arms. And then she starts screaming and waving her arms, and all the deer run. And that's kind of the end of that scene. And then, oh, before this, I should have... Oh, is there more movie? I forgot to mention before this is the weird scene where Ethan Hawke and Herschel Ali's daughter are having some sort of conversation. I think that's the flamingo scene. But at the same time, Julia Roberts and Herschel Ali are talking. That's when she gets the whole story about his client. Right. And they go into the room where the record player is. And they're going to dance. And he's got all these jazz records. And then she puts on too close by next because she wants to dance so then it's the two of them dancing to too close by next and then is everyone drunk is there a lot of drinking in this movie yeah there's a lot of alcohol in the book a lot yeah a lot like they're drinking throughout the movie but they don't like harp they don't like really mention that they it's a, lot it's a big but they're both drunk at this point and then it, like, leads up to where it's, like, they're about to fuck each other. And then I forget what she says, and then the talk, they bring up his wife. And he's like, I I know something. And she's like, no, no, I'm sure she's fine. He's like, she's not. I know she's not. I just know. Like, she's not okay. She's gone. That's and weird. it's a weird, like, this is right after the two of them, like, we're about to kiss each other. And fuck right. Each other. Which there again, I'm like, you're 
whole point is that you're super racist and now you're about to fuck this black dude. Yeah. But she does, that's, I think that might also be the conversation where she's like, I just, I hate people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that from the trailer. That definitely is. Because I think that, I think it's questioned of, like, why is she racist? And it's like, it's not that I'm racist. I just, I just, it's not that I hate, like, one specific group of people. I just, I hate people in general. I'm like, okay. But then, so then anyways, back to the shack with the deer. Then they're walking through the woods... I think Julia Roberts sees a house, which may be the house that the girl see. I maybe her and the brother did see a house. I don't remember them seeing a house, but maybe they did. Because I was also baking cookies when I was making watching this movie, so maybe that was like a quick. They're in the shack. They see the because uh, all I remember from the shack scene is, oh, from this window you can see the room you're sleeping in. Like yeah. that's all I remember of that scene. But it could have went on. Because I don't recall him getting bit by a tick. But then when his teeth start falling out, oh, it was probably that tick, that, that bug that bit me. And I, I don't remember. He never tells him. They just mention it in the book, but they don't ever. He says it, and then someone's like, well, are these symptoms of Lyme disease? Like, I don't. Like, do your teeth fall out when you? Like, that's what they legit ask in the book, in the movie. Um, but as Julia Roberts sees, I think, the house, the daughter has now stopped and is looking through the trees and then Julia Roberts comes back, stands next to her, like sees her face, turns her face. They're both just now shocked. They pan the camera around, and I'm pretty sure... I'm guessing it's New York City, because they're in Staten Island or Long Island. Or they're wherever in Long they're. Island, I yeah. think. I'm guessing it's New York City. They are just bombing it. Nope. And what's weird to me is... Maybe I don't know shit about bombs. I don't know. I'm pretty certain there's a mushroom cloud, and I'm like, that would be a nuke, and you'd be fucking dead. It would be nuclear winter at the very least. Yeah. Like, Long Island's not that far away from New York that you wouldn't be affected by that. So. Yeah. But I don't, like I said, I don't really know shit about bombs, so maybe, I don't know. But, so then now we're, so now it cuts to the house. The missing daughter is in the house. She has ransacked their kitchen. She is just stuffing her face full of shit. She then goes down to their basement. This is the end of the movie. This is the final scene in the movie. She goes down to their basement. There's a big-ass TV and a whole wall full of movies. And she finds Friends. She finds the Friends seasons on DVD finds the final disc of the final season because that's the episode she was almost the last episode she puts the disc in you see her face light up with the light from the tv you hear the friends theme song start playing that's the end of the movie and i said fuck you this is how you ended this fucking piece of shit with a goddamn friends joke that you set up at the beginning of the movie fuck you yeah. I sat through two hours of what was a literal apocalypse edging movie. <laughs> so. And it ends with you showing a fucking child. Like, I didn't get to see the finale of Friends. I don't know how it ends. And that's how you ended this horrendous dumpster fire? Fuck you. So. <laughs> like. 
so in the book, they see the husband, I forget his name, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Goes, sees that lady, comes back, just tells everyone, I went out and saw nothing. The... The kids had gone out into the woods. They came home. The son, like, takes a shower, goes to bed. They mention that he's feeling flush himself. Yeah. He falls asleep. They go to wake him up later for dinner or something. He throws up. Yeah. So then, like, now they're all nervous. That happens in the movie. Then, that night, they all sleep in the same bed. Like, yes. Julie Roberts, Ethan Hawke, and the two kids all sleep in the same bed because the noise that everybody heard earlier, they're all sort of, like, nervous about it. So they they decide in the morning they're going to take the kid to the hospital. And that his name's George. Yeah. The older guy. Oh, I forgot to pause you. I don't know if it's his... I don't, it's not his teeth. They're going to leave to go to her sister's house. And this was this was the only scene I saw in this movie that I said brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The one good scene in this movie. They are they leave. They're going to go to her sister's house in New Jersey. Marshall Isle leaves like that's stupid. Every road will be packed if they're even able to get to the roads. Like there's you leaving here makes no sense. Fuck you. They left because they they need to be with family and blah blah blah. They're driving, and then they get to a point where it is just two straight lines of white cars. That's all you see from their perspective at this point. Now, my immediate thought is, what the fuck is this weird bullshit going to be? Why are all these cars white? Yeah. Well, then Julia Roberts gets out and is walking like down the middle. And as she's walking, you see that all of these cars have window stickers on them as if they were being... Like, they're brand new, off-the-lot vehicles. Now, again, this movie is very loosey-goosey of, like, what's happening. But one of the illusions is that, like, it's computer failure. That's why the planes are crashing. That's why cell phones don't work. Like, is that computers are being fucked yeah. with and being hacked. So what you then find out is all of these cars are Teslas. Because oh, yeah. as they go as they go to leave... They have to weave in and out of self-driving Teslas driving on this road, and then there's just two lines of cars because they're just driving until they get to the line of cars, and they just slam into the back of the cars in front of them. And I said to myself, this was the one shining moment in this movie because it is brilliant that your apocalypse movie has a whole element of, like, computers being fucked with. Right. And self-driving cars, which are a very hot-button thing right now, yep. and Teslas especially, mm-hmm. that's what's being wrecked Yeah, because the computer systems in their self-driving mechanisms got fucked with, and now they're just driving off the lot into wherever. Clearly, that's not the book. The one shining moment in that movie. So, they all, they all sleep together in the morning. The son's teeth start falling out. Yes. And then they're like, okay, well now we definitely got to get him to the hospital. In this, all this hoopla, then they realize the little girl's, the daughter is missing. So now the wife and Julia Roberts are going to go look for this little girl. And 
George, the homeowner, Ethan Hawke, and the son are going to go to the hospital. George is going to drop Ethan Hawke and the son at the hospital, then he's going to come right back and get everyone else, and then they're all going to They go. do do that in the movie, too, because the daughter, so, Marjali's daughter, is very like, you can't leave. Like, yep. I don't know where mom is, you can't leave me here. Mm-hmm. And then he, on her phone, sets a timer for yep, an hour. one hour, yep. And he's like, if I'm not back, or like, I'll, I'll be, be back, back, whatever, I forget what he says I'll be back her, in less than an hour. Yeah. So... On when they're driving, that's when George is like, "We're gonna go see Danny, the guy who built his house. He'll know what to do. Whatever." You get there, you realize Danny wants nothing to do with you. You're not friends. Yeah, he's not gonna help you. So then, but he he does say like, "You can't go into the city. You can't go. Yeah, like see a doctor. You have to go home." And then they all. Even the son's like, I'm fine. Don't take me. But they don't offer Danny money. He doesn't give them medicine. Nothing. They turn around and leave and go back. It then cuts to the perspective of the daughter. It alludes to the fact that she's found. And that's the end. Yeah, in the movie... They never... The... George and Ethan Hawke and the son never go back. They never all get reunited. Nothing. You know, the end. It just ends abruptly. There is no, that's how it is in the movie. The movie is the same way. There is no reunion. They leave his house and are driving back because it's, oh, we got to go. We're running out of time. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get there within an hour. They see the bombing. They show the daughter in the house. She puts in the friend's DVD. End of the movie. Yeah. The they, only... don't, they don't allude to the daughter being found. They don't allude to they all reunited and it was within the hour. Like, it's, there's so there's nothing. They When they cut to the little girl, she, did, she went back out into the woods and she went... Because when her and her brother went out before, they found a house, but they were too scared to go in. So she goes back out. She goes in and... The people are not home. And then she just goes back. The one thing that the book does that, like, obviously a movie can't do because it would have to be, like, that weird, like, at the end of a documentary where it just flashes the scene. Yeah. Like, so-and-so does this now. In the book, every time they talk about someone, so, like, when they bring up the homeowner couple's kids and when they talk about people in the neighborhood and there's a farm stand down the street and everything the book foreshadows like like flat out tells you what happens so like when the son's teeth fall out and they like mention the old couple's daughter they say like they didn't know that their grandson's teeth are getting loose at this very moment and then like it, it moves on so like it foreshadows that like things are well not really foreshadows but it like it gives you that and it tells you it tells how you like what's happening so everywhere. when they talk about like new york city and they'll they mentioned like someone that they knew it would be like he's currently trapped in an elevator where he'll where he will eventually die. This person is doing this. This person is doing that. And it talks about the couple whose house or family whose house they find. Those people are somewhere. But the... So it's sort of... Like the abrupt ending isn't quite so bad for the book because throughout it had sort of sprinkled... 
like an ending kind of but like it ended to the point like so abruptly that i actually kept hitting like the next button on my kindle thinking like what and then i went back and read like the last few paragraphs again thinking like i missed something but it it ends in like there's no more like there's no other plane crash there's no bombing none of that they do everyone is throughout the whole thing is like speculating is it terrorist attack is it a war is it like something supernatural is it like the climate yeah Uh, The other element of the book that apparently was not in the movie is the fact that, like, it's very sexual. (laughs) So I looked up Time Magazine, a Time Magazine article, differences between the book and the movie. What what was changed? First one is, Ruth is now George's daughter, not his wife. Mm -hmm. Of all the changes made for the film adaptation, the rewriting of the character of Ruth might be the most outsized. In the book, George and Ruth are a wealthy and cultured older couple, with Ruth characterized as both reserved and discerning. Mm-hmm. However, in the movie, George is closer in age to Amanda and Clay, yeah. and Ruth has been reimagined as George's outspoken 20-something daughter. Esmail said, I'm guessing he's the director, Esmail said that he decided to rewrite the characters because he wanted to differentiate the book from the movie as pieces of art in their own rights. You ruined the book. I'm not a fan of making a carbon copy of the book, he said in an interview with Entertainment Weekly. What I wanted was to create this standalone piece so that you could read the book and you could watch the movie and one wouldn't spoil the other. Um, they do. That there were sort of two separate pieces and two different interpretations of the same story. Why didn't you write your own movie then? The terror is more defined in the film. No, it's not. In the book, while unsettling things like a loss of power, sudden sickness, and an unexplained piercing noise occur, the film takes the dread a step further by showing plane crashes, ships uncontrollably beaching, and self-driving cars running amok as a result of of a seeming cyber attack. Asmail shared with Entertainment Weekly that he did this to tap into what might be our biggest fears as a tech-reliant society. When I explained the disaster That elements, is mentioned, because the Ethan Hawke's character in the book, that's what he does for a living. In the sort of tech. cyber attack context, I think that exposed the notion to the audience of what a cyber attack might look like, he said. Because cyber attacks in general are a little obtuse and mysterious in their own right. I think people don't quite grasp what that means or what that, or what that would look like. And when you start dramatizing that on screen and they start realizing that that's a real connection to reality... I think that's where the real terror might hit. So it is. The book does a much better job of alluding. Well, not alluding, but. Author Alam maintains that the changes that Esmail made still work toward the same conclusion and that there were necess- they were necessary to make viewers feel what readers felt. The book does say this is happening and this thing is happening and it declines to fit them all together into one explanation. There's no actual explanation offered in either version. Alam no. told Hollywood Reporter. The difference is that I have access to the ability to tease the reader in a different way than Sam is able to tease the audience. When I watch the movie, I see a work that is aiming to leave its audience the same way that my book left its readers, but the conventions of the form are just different. The two feel really intertwined to me, and the adaptation feels very faithful to what I was trying to accomplish. But I think that's the problem, is you have a lot of shit happening, 
And then you throw a lot of like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And it's like, in a movie, you kind of need to be more specific as to it's fucking this. If you're trying to, if you're trying to scare people with the threat of like a cyber attack, then say that's what it is. Or keep it more streamlined. Like, like the book, what's happening all fits. So the cell phone service goes out, cable goes out, the power in the city is out, but they still have power. And there's a big, that's a big thing. So there's a lot of talk about how the house still has power. And like when you, when they go to Danny's house, he still has power. There's no phones, but like they have electricity. Yeah. And... They do mention because you say about you said about how the Danny guy was like a doomsday prepper. The the main house that they're renting, the couple does have the basement. It's fully stocked with like months of granola bars, canned goods, water, emergency medicine. Like they do have prepped yeah. things, but they never flat out say so the last thing in this article is the end is slightly altered in the book and the movie rose is intrigued by a house she sees in the distance in the book's final chapter she enters the house and gathers supplies before presumably making her way back to the others in the movie rose is obsessed with the show friend like how do you even write this and not realize this is dog shit well, that's just too- rose is obsessed with the show friends and is heartbroken when she can't finish the show's finale because of the blackout when she makes it to the house she's not as concerned with finding supplies or returning to her family instead she finds a dvd player and a box set of all the friends seasons in the house's bunker and proceeds to watch the final episode oh yeah it's not just their basement it's like a full-blown like wait so this is the house bunker. in the woods that this she's is the in? house that she finds okay, okay. Where she's eating all the food she finds a door that is like it looks like a bank vault door like it's a it's clearly like a a bunker in this per, in yeah in the house. in the book she just goes in maybe she does get stuff but the house is empty and she just leaves here's another one nine i won't read this whole thing but nine biggest changes the thing made the movie is more clear about its apocalyptic terrors i do not understand how that is at all the case i don't i don't think it is Thanks in part to Barack Obama's leave the world behind role, the film approaches its apocalyptic subject a bit differently than the source material does. So according to this article, it's because of Barack that it went the direction it did. I thought he was just like the producer or like the production company. Clay and Amanda try to leave the vacation house sooner. Self-driving cars jam up in the highway in an added oh, yeah. scene, so it's yeah they don't. That's do that. in the movie only. There's a lot of added scenes in the movie. G H finds a nearby plane wreck. Tragedy hits much closer to home in the movie. That's the plane crash at the neighbor's house. Ruth and Amanda reconcile for a team up. That's when they scare off the deer. That's in the movie, not in the book. Nope. Well, there's nothing to team up. The character of Danny changes between the book and the movie. Kevin Bacon's survivalist character helps Clay's son. Yeah. There are new character dynamics at play in the film. G.H. and Amanda grow closer. Mm-hmm. There is a weird scene, though, where um, Amanda's in the hot tub nude. And George comes out and just gets in with her. G.H. claims to know what's happening in the movie. 
the government is allowing civil war to play out. According to GH, there's a this is what it was that I was talking about. There's a three-step process that's capable of toppling a country's government from within. After wiping out communications and transit systems, those in power would spread misinformation, which is the different pamphlets, and create covert acts of terrorism. In the end, things would devolve into civil war. Step three. Oh. So that's what... That's the logic that he presents in the movie as to what is happening. But according to this and the other article, the movie is making you believe that it's just cyber attacks. Who the fuck knows? Dog shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not in the book either. And then yeah, this is the. There's a lot of a lot of that. A lot of people are saying because GH is a financial guy, and he says about how you know you can. I could tell that something was coming because you can see the changes in the market. And the Danny guy said, if you read deeper in the papers, you could see something was coming because of, like, people pulling different things out of the United States. And and what's like, weirder now that I'm really thinking about it is, so... But that's that was the extent of it. Because you said they don't talk about it in the book at all, either. This article, the Time Magazine article, are telling you that this was more direct about, like, cyber threats and this and that. Well, then you do all the shit with the deer and the flamingos and you don't ever explain what it is outside of at one point when Ethan Hawke has the radio on or it's when the TV works again. I forget what it is. There's a news thing coming in and it's like very quick and it's in the background, but you hear this very vague like coming up at 11 or some shit. I don't know what it is. It's something with like the migratory patterns of animals in the area changing because of something. Well, I know they talk but about... But outside of that, they don't ever explain, like, why there's just a weird horde of deer in your yard. Like, a giant herd of deer. Like, all the deer in Long the, Island are on this fucking property. The book says that, Or the like, flamingos that land they, in the pool. And it's when like, they see the deer, it says, like, about how... It's like 36,000 or something. Yeah. Deer. But like your eyes can't comprehend that it's that many. Yes. And then the flamingos, they're talking a lot about how like the migration patterns are getting thrown off because like when birds are in flight and I guess the noise happened, it like blew them off course. The movie would have made more sense. As much as I don't care for this sort of thing, the movie almost played as if the logic it should have taken was that it was literally plagues and it was the end of days. That's the movie. That's the way the movie played out to me that it should have taken that logic because all the weird shit. Yeah. There's like. There's a weird that it could be a cyber attack. There's a thing that it could be terrorism. There's a thing that it's this cabal of influential people the animal thing makes it almost seem like this is the happening and it's some weird global mm -hmm. warming thing like there's all kinds of shit happening in this movie that it almost would have been better if you had one person right if you would have fucking danny be like oh this is it's the end of days man jesus is coming back it's fucking revelations and blah 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 yeah. like 
if you would have just had some religious nut job, like that would have, I would have been happier with that than anything else. Well, at least it would have been some sort of conclusion. When it would have given you, well, I shouldn't say that because it would have just given you another, like, here's yet another character in this movie giving you their theory as to what's happening. Because why would we give you any sort of concrete answer as to what's happening? Which I'm not saying you need to, but like, because the happening didn't. Not that that movie's a great movie, but like, that was also, this is what's happening. The wind blows, people kill themselves, end of movie. This was like, here's a boat, here's planes, here's this, this kid's teeth are falling out, here's a bunch of deer, here's flamingos. This woman's racist, this kid's super horny. The, they did add a lot where like, in the book, not that it's so precise, but like, everything is very, like the things that are happening even though they're not explained, they all sort of make sense with each other. Yeah. So, like, internet goes out, TV goes out, you're hearing loud noises, which the book does mention is planes. Well, everyone... But they don't say that it's planes crashing. They don't say what those planes are doing. Everyone in the movie, outside of, like, when his teeth fall out, when they see the bomb... I guess the teeth falling out is the only part that doesn't When make he sense. pulls the gun, kind of, like, all this kind of thing, all the shit early in the movie, everyone just seems kind of nonplussed about it. Like, the boat thing happens, even when they're standing on the beach. Just kind of like, huh, okay. And they just go to the next day, and like, oh, whatever. Just go about your day. Nothing happened. We don't ever talk about the boat again. Yeah. Except for when we talk about, like, why didn't you talk about it? Right, except and like you said, that. someone talked about it and talked about the music, and I didn't really notice the music enough to hate it. But what I did notice about the music that didn't help with these scenes is that when the deer thing happens, when the boat happens, when the planes are happening, the music is fucking swelling as if something is going to happen. Yeah, and then like the plane crashes. And the next scene is just back to, like, whatever we were doing. There's no more drama. There's no more, like, suspense. Yeah. Like, it's just a ton of scenes where you are inflating a balloon and you're waiting for it to pop. And then what happens is someone just releases their fingers and all the air shoots out the hole. Like. The book, like, obviously. It is a movie that is setting, it is is literally. It's just setting up to go nowhere. It is what I said earlier. It is. It is suspenseful edging. Like, it is just, it's getting you to there, and then, no. Like, that's all it is. Every scene feels like it's just like, huh, 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 no. no, no. The book doesn't go that far. So, the book, the whole thing, there's a lot of suspense. Like, they do a good job of helping you feel the anxiety that the book characters feel. Well, like I said, that is the, that is another thing that, works in different mediums because in the book you're not getting the music and uh-huh. you're not getting the visuals right. whereas in a movie you could have played it the way the book plays it if you had maybe a different soundtrack yeah but like with the visuals accompanied with the soundtrack that you the score you have uh-huh. behind it like there's so many elements in a you push too far there's so many elements in a visual medium that can really take you there and I get that you were trying... What's also strange to me in reading these articles of, like... 
I don't believe in being true to the book. Then write your own fucking movie. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, don't take anything. Take the concept of this book. Don't fucking take scenes in the book. Don't take character names. Or take nothing but names and a concept. Right. Don't fucking, like, oh, I I copy and pasted, like, 60% of this. And then 40% was me. Well, no, you took the entire book. You just added a lot of stuff that really muddied the storyline. But I mean, like, because, oh, I, I changed it to his daughter and... Everything that happens in the book happens in the movie. It's just Mm -hmm. like with anything, the book does a better job of flushing things out because you can use. Well, and like the whole thing with the kids and him being super horny is just like, did we really need the fucking horny teenage boy thing in this movie? And the daughter. The daughter being super annoying about her phone and the friends finale and all this shit. Just really felt like this was clearly a writer that was just like, fucking Gen Z, am I right? Like, these fucking kids. Like, that's what it felt like. Because yeah. the second she is on screen, she is immediately the most annoying character in this How movie. How old is the daughter? <sighs> I don't know. I think she's eight in the book. Oh, she's definitely older than that in the movie. Yeah, I think she's eight. In the movie, she's 16. probably... In the movie, she might be... 13? How old is the brother? I don't ever say how old they are. Oh. According to that article, Mahershala Ali's daughter is 20-something years old. She's in her early 20s. Oh. He is, I, I want to say, he's got to be going through puberty, though, because he's so fucking horny. And, like, all they talk about when they talk about that kid is, well, until his teeth fall out. But, like, every scene before that is just, like, she doesn't want to go to the pool because their horny son is like, I can, I know that he's watching me. Like, it's just such a weird, like... Yeah. But then I also don't know, like, are you 16 years old? Because, I mean, I guess you could still be that horny at 16, but, like, the way they're playing up how horny you are is almost of, like you were a boy going through puberty. Like, you just discovered yeah, that women he's, are hot. He's 16, and, like, that's not... The husband... I would guess in the movie he's... Probably 16, 17 years old, and the daughter is 12 or 13. Yeah, I think she's 8 in the book, and he's 16. But it's funny because this, like the sexual part of the book is Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke. Which also, not to be a dick, but like, Julia Roberts, you don't have kids that age. You I just... think she does. In real life? Mm-hmm. How old is she? In her 50s? She's, she's probably younger than I think she is. <laughs> she's probably a lot younger than I think she is. But. Uh, I think she's in her 50s. She's 56. Yeah, I definitely thought she was in her 60s. Which, I mean, I guess you could still have kids that age. In she your has 60s, one, but... two, three kids yeah so i'd buy that a bit more and i her just kids were all born after 2002 i believe i just thought because ethan hawk because maya hawk's not well i guess she's younger so yeah i guess it makes sense well there you have it folks 
But what's interesting is you would not recommend the movie. No. I would recommend the book. So if you thought about it, if you're thinking about the concept, read the book. It won't take you long. It's, I, th- I also think it's a short book. What's making me really mad is now. Well, no, I don't want to. I don't want to watch the whole movie again. I don't want to watch it at all. I want to show you the ending, just so you can see. Like this is what I had to deal with. Like imagine, like I'm fine with you imagining everything I told you about the plot of the movie, and then just show you the final scene of like this is how this thing ended. Then you have to read the last page of the book. So That's really see. what it is to me. You can, and now what's funny is like, I mean, I, but already... see, I don't need to because you're not telling me like you're not you are not railing against this book and how bad it was. I am telling you this movie was horrible and the final scene is ingrained in my memory because of how bad it was. Like I'm telling you vague. The... I remember vague bits and pieces of this movie. I vividly remember the final scene of this movie. I wasn't angry when I got to the end, but I also knew because you did say that Which I guess the ending was If that's what you're going for, it's the same concept of like why was this Super Bowl ad about pads, Godzilla fighting Mothra? And people were like, Because you remembered it, didn't you? Right. So if like that's what you're going for, then it fucking worked because <laughs> all I remember is that fucking ending. Yeah. I, so if you I were remember... going for the concept of like here's a dog shit commercial and then the very end is like Kotex. <laughs> this like I don't know that I've ever read a book where I got to the end and like I was just like flip flip it what? Yeah. Like I literally and I even knew that it was gonna end yeah. or that it could end abruptly because you did say This was a movie, movie where you get to the end and you go, What? Right. <laughs> right. I so I did know that it had an abrupt and sort of unresolved ending, but I didn't, I didn't know what to expect with the book and the way that the book is playing, the way it's reading, it feels like you got one more chapter I'm where they wrap sure, everybody up, but they just don't do that. I'm pretty sure the house that they are seeing, Julia Roberts and the other girl, I'm pretty sure it's the same house that her daughter is in. So what all? It wouldn't have made it better. But all you needed was like a very faint, what the fuck is the girl's name, Rose? Mm-hmm. All you would have needed was a very faint, like, you hear a door open. It sounds like it's upstairs because she's downstairs. You hear like a very faint door open, and then you hear a very faint Julia Roberts like, Rose, Rose. Like, that's all you needed. That's all right. you needed to make that ending a little bit better. Because then it would have told you at least the bare minimum of, like, they found her. Yeah. But no, we don't even give you that. Yeah, you don't you don't get that in the book either. Uh, they well, according do... to that, the book alludes to the fact that she gets supplies and leaves to go back yes, to her family. Yes, it does. It... Whereas in this one, it she is, just yes. gives her family the middle finger because she's like, I really want to see how this dumbass show ends. It does. Also a weird thing. I mean, I get it, but, like, it's 2023. You chose Friends to be the big thing that she wants to obsess over, even though we're in the years of, like, maybe that show wasn't that good. Do they... So it's a weird take in the modern they era. They do make a dig at Donald Trump. He was the 45th president, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Biden is 46. It's, it's supposed... The book was written in 2020. Of course it was. So they do 
They do make yeah, he a was little. 45. Yeah. Because Joe Biden is 46. They make a little, like, dig. So, like, the book does sort of plant it as its current day. It's not. Yeah. It's not like, you know, <sighs> years from now or years in the past. All right, well. Let us know what you all thought. If you read the book, let us know what you thought of the book. If you saw the movie, if you saw both. Or if you did both. If you did both. Let us know what's better. Let me know if you think I'm wrong, if you think I'm right, if you agree with me. Um, I'd be very interested to see... If someone liked it. Other people's takes on this movie. Because I did put up on the Instagram page about it. I don't know if I shared it to my personal one or not. Because I'm curious. I, I should share it to my personal one. Because I'm curious if anyone else that we know has watched it. Yeah. To hear somebody else be like, either this movie was horrible or yeah. like, oh, I like, loved it. And to hear like, well, what not. did you like about it? Yeah. Am I missing something? I'm hoping that no one else liked it. Because then it's going to be like Uncut Gems, where I'm just sitting here wondering, like, should I watch it again? Like, did I miss something? Because <laughs> that was Uncut Gems, Last Jedi, like... Movies that I hated where I heard other people later on, like, well, Uncut Gems, I heard everybody immediately that movie came out, like, how good it was. Last Jedi was the one where I hated it, and then, like, a year or two later or whatever, I heard someone, like, here's why it was good, and I'm like, hmm, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it actually yeah. was better than I thought it was. It could be a movie that's better when you watch it again, because you already know that it's going to be an unsatisfying ending, so maybe, like... But then I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to be a horrible ending, I don't want to watch it again. I don't want to watch it again just because the book was... I'm also... Not hard to read, but, like, difficult. I also have have grown to feel vindicated because, like I said, all the critics' shit is like, oh, it's the movie of the year. It's so good. It's this, it's that, it's the other thing. But then, like, I've commented on stuff on Facebook and Instagram how bad the movie was. People have agreed with me. On Douglas Movies, they said... I've heard a lot of, he said, I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and a lot of people have said, like, it's not just a bad movie, but the ending is bad, which makes the movie worse. So, like, it does at least seem from stuff that I've heard that my opinion is kind of the consensus of the people. Um, I would imagine. But, yeah. So let us know if you saw it, if you read it, what you thought, what your thoughts on our thoughts are. And, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us on this fun little bonus episode. We might do more of these. You never know. We have something that really... If we have another book-movie combo. Another book-movie combo, another movie that we both saw. Like, literally anything. Anything that is so singular like this that it needs its own episode, we would probably do this again. Okay. Um. But, yeah, and we might even do... We talked about going back and rewatching old movies. That could also be in this bonus episode format. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. But thank you for joining us. Follow us on socials. Do all that nonsense. I won't bore you with all that at the end of a bonus episode because you already get enough of that in the regular episode. But I will end the same way I end the regular episodes in telling you that we love you. And as always, thank you for being a friend.